Okay, today's daf is daf mem, page 40 in the Haley Gimasech is getting. And we're going to pick up on the bottom of Lamites, Amr Beis. At the end, two lines to the bottom, all the way at the end of the line. Amr of Zerah. All right? So now, we are uh, continuing on with the halachas, various situations where you have an Eved that is assumed to be freed by the Master. Now, the last couple days, last couple dafim, we learned something very interesting, which is that when it comes to the freedom of an Eved, there's two separate things that need to be created. Number one is freedom vis-a-vis the ability to marry a Jewish woman. And the other one is freedom vis-a-vis his rights to work. So you can have a situation where you have an Eved Kanani that was freed by the master without a document. He does not need to work for anybody anymore. He has attained his own rights to work, his own monetary rights. However, he's still not free enough to be able to marry a Jewish woman. In order for that to be accomplished, in order to be able to marry a Jewish woman as well, you need an actual document. It's not enough for the master to be, to be mafkirim. So there's two separate creations that are, that are being done. And the last couple of them, that, that was the uh, conversations that, uh, that we were having, these two steps of freedom. Here we go. Two lines from the bottom of Lama Tesla Bay's Amar of Zerim Ravchin Amar Ravashi Amar Rebbe. Rebbe Zerim says in Ruchanina, quoting Ravashi, quoting Rebbe. Eved Shnosos Bas Chayim Fnei Rabbi. If you have an Eved that marries a woman and his his master comes to the Chasna, it is Gaval. Top of Daf Mem. We're now going to start today's Daf. Yotzol Achiris. So listen to this. It's Gishma. You have an Eved Kanani. Can Eved Kanani marry a Jewish woman? No. He stands under the chuppah with a Jewish woman, puts a ring on her finger, and his master is there watching. What does this tell us? Says Rashi, this tells us, if I studies, the master must have freed him previously. It's got to be that he's a free, he's not an Evakanani. When Evakanani goes free, he becomes a full fledged Yisrael. So it's got to be, now there's a status for this. Person that you were in Eved, but now you're free. Otherwise, what's your master doing at Chachasna? All right. Okay. Huh? Who invited him? Yeah. Amalei Rabbi Yechon. Rabbi Yechon said, "Kol kach yesh biyadcha." Yeah. You have you have a mamish, a tremendous uh, psak ruling in your hand that if the master comes to the Chachasna, this itself is a raya that there was a full fledged freedom. Bani Shaina, I learned differently. I'm sorry, but I learned. Let's say you have a master who writes a star erison lishiv chasei. Okay, so you have a, a fellow, a Jewish guy who's got a shivcha kananis, and he writes a document, a, a star that he's marrying her. Now, a Jewish man cannot marry a shivcha kananis. Why is the master writing a document to her? Must be what? What are you going to say? She's free. She's not his shifcha kananis anymore. Sir Meir, I'm mikudeshes because she's obviously not a shifcha kananis. Vachom I'm in mikudeshes. Vachom say no. She's not mikudesh. Okay. Now Rav Meir's logic we understand. Rav Meir's logic is you know, why writing a star if she's still your shifcha kananis. But the Chacham say that um, that the handing over of a star. To the Shulchan Kiranis is not a proof that she was previously freed, and hence the marriage is not going to work. 
Okay. Now, what are we doing with this with this uh, halacha? So, what's happening over here is that just because you have a uh, master, according to the Chacham, according to Rabban, just because you have a master who writes a star to his shivcha, we say that doesn't prove that she's already been free. So, too, ask the Gemara, why is it that when a master goes to his slave's chasna, we consider it as if the slave had, see, had uh, previously been free. You understand? Here's what two halachas contradict. We start out by saying, if a master goes to the chasna, must be the guy's free. But here the chavim say, if a master writes a shtar to his shivcha, it's not a proof that she's free. Even if he himself is writing the, the document of marriage. So do we assume that when there's an act of marriage, there's a proof of previous freedom or not? Says Gemara, Kedom Rabbah Bar of Shila, there's a difference. Get ready for this. And that's like this. What we're going to mention shortly, there's a b'risa, and we're, we're kicking it in over here. We're bringing the b'risa over here. What, in in Evet Kanani, does not work tefillin. Why? Because he's in mitzvahs like a woman. The same way a woman's not mechuyiv in tefillin, Evet Kanani's not in tefillin. What if you have a master who shows up to Minyan, and his Evet is there wearing tefillin, and the master doesn't say anything. Okay, the master doesn't say anything. Since the master doesn't say anything, is that a proof that the Evet's been previously freed or not? So the Bryce says that if the master himself puts the tefillin on the Evet, that's a raya, the Evet's free. But just because the Evet wore in front of the master is not a proof. Hence, ready for this, so too it is by the chasna. Here how, here's how it works. If you have a master that shows up at the Evet's chasna, Zok Rabar and Perel, who invited you? Okay? However, what if like this? What if the master's the one making the chasna? It's not a matter of who invited me. I made the chasna for my, for my Evet. If I made the chasna for my Evet, that's a proof he's free. But just because the master shows up, is not a proof the Evet's free. That's where we're coming to Farenfer to answer up. Says the Gemara, really? Umi kabidu da'abdei lai mevad le'isura. View of it, Isura. Is there some? Is there a situation? Is there a type of person who is not going to uh, help a, a Isser take place, but he himself would be over the Isser? Okay, which means that if this woman isn't free, in the case where the Eva, where the master wrote a star to his shifcha, right, a star of marriage, so he's writing a a marriage document to his shifcha. That's Usser. You cannot marry her while she's still a shifcha. Okay? Says the Gemara, according to the logic that we're using over here, it's going to come out that when it comes to a master paying for his evet's chasna, that's a proof that he's free. The evet's free. But when it comes to the master writing a document to the wife, it's not a proof that she's free. Says the Gemara, according to this logic, what you're saying is a, a person, a yid, is quicker to help pay for his evet's Chasna, then uh, uh, so that it should be done beheter in a permitted way. It must be he's free, but when it comes to himself writing a star, he's going to do something which is which is prohibited. People don't do that. Usually, <laughs> right? Usually, if I, I'm going to be more careful with myself than I am with others. What are we dealing with over here? He said to his shivcha kananis, go. Out from go out and uh, with, with this document of marriage and go get married, which means he's not saying you're going to be married with this document, he's saying with this document you're going to be eligible 
for marriage. Rav Meir says, since he wrote in the document, you're eligible for marriage, that's, that itself makes her fit for a shikhr. Rabban say that there's nothing in this statement of, with this document, you're now capable of being married, a, a, a statement of freeing her, and therefore she, um, he, it's impossible to marry her. Okay, period. End of that back and forth. So what did we just say from over there? Let's take a quick step back, go quick overview. The, the Gemara on the bottom of Lama Testament Bay's leading until here opened up a situation where the husband, the, the master shows up at the slave's chasna. And we want to know whether or not that is considered an expression of previous freedom or not. The answer is it depends. Depends how involved the master was and so on and so forth. Okay, now we're going to enter a new situation which we mentioned and that is the situation of tefillin. So you have an Evid wearing tefillin in front of the master. So Amar Rabbi Yishuv ben Levi, Evid shniach tefillin b'fnei Rabba yotzel lecheres. So you have an Evid that wears tefillin in front of his master. The assumption is he's previously been freed. Otherwise, why would the master have his Evid wear tefillin in his presence? Meisvei they asked a challenging question on this. All right, lava heimenu Rabba. You have a master that borrows money from the Evid. Now, why would he borrow money from the Evan? Huh? Ask. Who, good. What's no? Say no, 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 come on. The owner. The, oh, he owns everything. So why is he borrowing? What are you going to say? Must be yeah. if it's free. Oh, okay. But that's where to go with this. What's a master doing borrowing money from the Evan? Whatever the Evan creates any value, all his work goes to the master. If the master borrows money, so now there's a, the, the Evid has a document stating he let money to his master. Or the master makes the Evid the trustee over all of his stuff. Or the Evid wears in front of the rabbi. Or he reads three psukim in the Beisach Knesses. In front of his Rebbe. Okay, now what does it mean three psukim? So we know that in order to get an aliyah to the Torah, each aliyah has to have at least three psukim. At minimum. You'd have to read at least three psukim. So it means this Evans called him to the Torah. And his, his Rebbe's in the shul. It is not a proof of freedom. Okay? It's not a proof of freedom. This is a. Uh, it doesn't stem with what we were saying before. We were saying there's activities that, if it's done in front of the master, is freedom. Where does Rabbi Shulman Levi said that when the Evid wears tefillin, it's considered like he's free? That's when the master mamish puts tefillin. But maybe Rabbi Shulman Levi will agree when he just sees the Evid wearing tefillin. That itself is not enough to to uh, for us to say. Then it's got to be he's been previously freed. He quoted Rabbi Yechonon. Now again, Rabbi Yechonon was one of the lead Amiram in Eretz Yisrael. So he comes to Bavli. And he quoted Rabbi Yechonon. If somebody says when he's about to die, this woman who's my shivcha kananis, I don't want her to work for anybody anymore. Basically, he's freeing her. We obligate the Yarshim, the inheritors, 
to write her a document of freedom. He said to Rabdimi, who brought this halacha, Maybe she goes free, but her children shouldn't go free. Somebody's about his deathbed. And he says about his Shifcha Kananis, you know, this Shifcha Kananis Mamish gave me Kairas Ruach. She was so nice. She took such great care of me. Make sure to take good care of her. That's his will. You obligate the Yarshim to do whatever makes her happy. Now this seems to imply either keep her on with a job if that's what she wants or let her go free if that's what she wants. He basically said make sure she's happy. That's her will. That's his will. My time. Mitzvah the Divrei There's a mitzvah to fulfill Divrei Hames. Okay. Now did the mace say to free her? Didn't say to free her. What did he say? Make her happy. Give her Kairas Ruach. Mida Kareg Mida. So whatever the Kairas Ruach is going to be since it's a mitzvah the Divrei Hames we force the Inheritors to do whatever whatever's gonna make her happy. Amar Amemar Amemar says him after Avdai, a person who makes his Evad Hefker. I say Evad ain't like Takana, that Evad has no Takana, which is expression we learned before. Okay? So it doesn't mean like Takana, but it means like this. Remember, we started out today by saying there's two things, there's two different parts to an Evad's freedom. One is his work, the other one is his right to marry a Jewish woman. So, if I'm mafkir my Eved, says Amemar, the Eved now has gained ownership over his own work. Nobody can make him work. He could hire himself out, take all the money, but, but is he free enough to marry a Jewish woman? No. Alright? He still has the status in Klau Yisrael of an Eved, but he doesn't need to work. My time, huh? Gufei Lekani. His body isn't owned by the Master. Yisuru Dikagabek. But there's still an Isser, for him, that transgression remains for him to marry a regular Jewess. And the Isser, the husband can't, the, the master can't give over without a document of freedom. Both, even by, a, by Hektish and by a case of Eved, he goes free, but you need to get Shekhar. Okay. So what do you mean, in like Takana? What do you mean, in Takana? He's no hope, he's stuck. He's stuck. Give him a document of freedom. Yeah? He needs to get Shekhar, but guess what? What happened was that his, his, his master was mafkir him. So now that he was, his master was mafkir him, he can't write him a star Shekhar anymore. You could army some say a little differently. Yeah? He's stuck, he cannot marry a Jewess. My time was reason Gufe Lakani, his body wasn't owned, and it's not owned now, and therefore he works for himself. But he's still Asr Visur Lebrei, Lai Mairis. And a person cannot leave just Isser over to his son. So let's say you have a guy who passes away after making his Evid Hefker, the son does not have the ability to write that, uh, to write that document. Amr Leravash Lamim, Ravash 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 Lamim, uh, what are you going to do with that psak? Yeah, over here we said that his Yarshim could write a star shechur, a document of freedom. Says the Gemara, Ravami Tusi, Ravami Ravdimi made a mistake. Okay, 
His dimi was a mistake. We don't. Uh, he obviously is not quoting Rebbeich and correct. Or we don't pass him like that. Amar Lei said to him, "Mata Usa, what's the mistake?" To Lei Amar Abloshen Shicher, that the master didn't say straight that he's going to be free. Ha Amar Abloshen Shicher, but he said freedom. Hachanami. So maybe we'll say over here too that if you would use an expression of freedom, <coughs> they could the Yarshim could write a Star Shicher. Amar Lei Anon Kedroshubar Yehudas Vili. I hold like Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda's way of stating Rabbi Yechonon's halach. Okay. Which means that the the owner did not get in the way of the children inheriting the slave woman. What did he say to them of the maidservant? What did he say? Make her happy. What, do you mean, what does it mean make her happy? It's up to you. Between you and her, you my dear children and her to determine what's going, uh, what's going to make her happy. So the bottom line is, there's no, you can't use this psak as any sort of contradiction. Okay. Period. That's the, what we call the Lishna Achrayna, the or Lishna Basr, the second way to understand the conversation. Okay, now the Gemara is going to get into a short story. Hahu this Hahu Diskerta, there was a uh, town. There was a town, the Avde, where there were Avadim, there were Evikananim, the Isdavin Loevde Gechav, that there was. Imagine, yeah, not imagine. You have a, a Jewish guy who's got a large factory, and this large factory has tens of avde kananim. He sells all the business, including the avodim, to a non-Jew. So you have a whole area of of uh, people who are who are ever kanani. And they're sold to a non-Jew. Kalu marvasa basrayu, and then the 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 guy who they were all sold to died. He died. Also So these people who were originally owned by the yid, they came in front of Ravina, and what they wanted was to be regular Yisraeli. Amarluhu zilu go ahadru, and look after. Go to the children of your first master, the owner of the business, original owner of the business, and they should write you a letters of freedom. And then, once they write letters of freedom, you're good to go. All right. Now, here's the Kiddush. I want to pause for a minute. Here's the Kiddush. Remember, there's two parts to an Eved regaining his rights. There's the monetary part, and then there's the ability to marry a Jewish woman. Mom is going free. Ravina's approach was that even though the first master sold them to the second master, the only rights that he sold were the monetary rights. When a Yid owns an Eved Kanani, and you sell that Eved Kanani to a non-Jew, you're, what you're selling is monetary rights. Now that these have all them work, the money's gonna go to the new owner, to the non-Jewish owner. But the, uh, the right to, to give over the rights of freeing the Eva Kanani to a point where he can marry a Jewish woman, that was never handed over. And therefore, you can go back to the inheritors of owner number one and have them still write a document of freedom. That's Ravina's Chiddush. Then he dies. 
Why is he saying later? Can I just have the have the children write documents of freedom? I hold like Rav Dimi's approach to Rav Yechonon's halach. Okay, which means that the um, the rights of marriage go hand in hand with the rights of money. Amrulei says them Rav Dimi tusi, but Rav Dimi was wrong. Amrulei my tuza. Yeah, but he was, let me explain to you where he went wrong. The only, place, the only reason why is because it, it wasn't given over in a way of freedom. Remember, in that case, says, go make her happy. He, just, he didn't say specifically to make, to make her free. But let's say the rights were given over in an expression of freedom, then Hachinami, then Revdimi would be right. We're not arguing Revdimi's whole approach, but we're just arguing on Revdimi because there was no expression of freedom. Okay? But when there is an expression of freedom, then we're going to say the Isser to marry. Uh, a Jewish woman is going to go hand in hand with the monetary rights. Ravina, and bottom line is we paskin like Ravina in this story. When when uh, Ravina said you can go back to the inheritors of the first guy and have them write documents of freedom, that is the psa kalacha. Okay, says the Gemara. Fascinating story. Get ready for this. A beautiful Misa. Hahu avda. There was a Evan. Debetray, who had two owners. All right? There was an Ebed of two owners. Four lines in the bottom. Come chad the pagi. One owner gets up and, re- and uh, releases his 50% ownership. Amar Yidach, the other one said, Shami Now, the Rabbanon will hear, Umav and get rid of my ownership too. Because we know there's a halacha. I'm going to go into this tomorrow. If you have an Eved that's Chatsi, it's Chatsi Eved and Chatsi Ben Chayrim, half Eved, half Ben Chayrim, the halacha is we obligate the partner who still owns to free him. We'll see in the Gemara why. So the second guy is stuck. See, you have two partners, one free, is now the other guy is stuck. He's taking an automatic loss because he's going to be obligated to free the Evid if the Racham find out. So what did he do? So he quickly went before freeing the Evid and he gave over the rights to his four-year-old kid. At least now, there's nine more years before Bezdin can force anything. Right? Bezdin can't force the kid. He's under Bar Mitzvah to do anything. See, so he gave ownership over to his young child. Came in front of Papa for a psak, shalach This partner who, st- who gave it over to his kid is trying to pull shtick. Let's pull shtick with him. He's going to deal with his own consequences. What did they do? This is my ridic. We know kids love flashy coins, pennies, dimes. So here's what we're going to do. Mukminun apitrapis. We as a Bezdin are going to make an apitrapis for this kid. Okay? So we're going to take this kid. We're going to appoint an uh, overseer of the estate, top of Ahmed Bez. Umekarkesh lei zuzei. And then the apitrapis is going to like... Uh, walk around with a pushka. 
yeah, and make noise with the money. This kid be like, no, you want the money? You want the money? Okay, give me the Eved. Now, a kid wants an Eved over money. I'm sorry, a kid wants a money, wants five pennies over an Eved. What's he going to do with an Eved? Right? But five pennies is fun. Because of Legita de Jerusalem. And then the Apichopis will write a Shtar Shikhr on behalf of the, of the child. Tanabon of the rabbis learn Soshui. If somebody says, I have made my Eved free, also Ben Chirin, or he is Ben Chirin, I raise a Rey Ben Chirin, or he says, I raise a Ben Chirin, Ben Chirin. In all these cases, this claim of the master tells us the Eved is free. If he says, I'm going to make him free, Rebbe says that the Eved acquires himself. He has not acquired himself just because he said, I'm going to make him free, doesn't tell me anything about today. They all need to be written down in a star. It can't just be a statement of the master. Turn up on the rabbis, and that's why the rabbis are going Somebody said, I'm giving this field to Yankul. It's been given to Yankul, or it is Yankul's, it becomes Yankul's. At the end of the plenty, I'm going to give it to Yankul. Rav Meir says, Yankul does acquire it now, even though it's for a future tense. The Chum say no, future tense doesn't give you ownership right now. Again, this whole dispute is only taking place when these words are not just verbal, they are written in a document. If somebody says, I've made my Eved free, and the Eved says, it's not true, he never freed me. Ooh. See, previously the master said, he's free, all right. Written in a document, you're good. But what if the man says he's free? And the heaven's like, nope. Never happened. So then we're concerned that the um, master handed over ownership of the Ebed without the Ebed knowing. Because the Ebed doesn't need to be there. If, if Ruvain wants to give Shimon ownership of the Ebed, and he says, this is not my Ebed anymore, that was like, yes, I am. That, well, there's no way that Evan necessarily knows that. It could be Ruven Ru- could always remove the ownership. So the assumption is that the uh, the Evan is free. The is free. If he says, however, not that the Evan's free, but he says, I gave a star shikhr to my Evan. So he's saying exactly what happened. Who I mean, the Evan says, like, because I believe in something. No, that never happened. Senados Baldin is Kemeya Adam Dami. If somebody, a litigant, says something that's not uh, to his advantage, so we're going to accept that as true, okay? And therefore, we're going to believe the Eved that he's Taka, uh, he's Taka not free. Somebody says, I've given the field to Yankul. Suddenly, Yankul says, Not true. Could be somebody else. Maybe somebody else did acquire it for Yankul, and we're going to assume it's Yankul's. If he says it was given, the document was given to Yankovoyim or like Kosovo, no, it wasn't. So there's, there's no like Ayyadei Acher, nobody else involved here. Then Haidas Baldin Kameh Eden Dami and Yankov does not own the land. Mi Eichel Peres, who gets the fruit of the field? Rav Chist Amar Naisen Eichel Peres, the original owner gets the, the fruits. Rav Amar Mishalshen Es Peres. We give the Peres to somebody else. Okay, what's somebody else going to do with it? That third person will take the fruits, sell it, 
they'll have an appointed person. In other words, nobody eats the fruits because we don't know whose it is. And then they'll sell it for money. And that money will be held on to. Rashi says, until Elio Anavi comes and tells us who, uh, who gets this. And there's no machlekes over here about whether or not we assume it goes back to the first owner or the recipient. Because Ha, the Abba, once talking about the, the, the person himself, okay? So the person himself says, nobody ever gave me a field. So he says, nobody gave me a field. So then the original owner could keep it. Ha, Bivra. The other one's talking about the child of the, of the receiver. Now, the son may not know exactly what's going on by, you know, uh, from, his, from his father. So what happened was like this. You have Ruvain who says to Shimon, I gave you the field. And then Shimon, di- I'm sorry, Ruvain says to Shimon's son, I gave you a field. And Shimon, I gave a field to your father. Shimon's son says, no, you didn't. There we say Shimon's son doesn't know the full story. Ruvain knows more of a full story than Shimon's son. And hence we're going to say, that it's his field. It's Shimon's son's field. Ah, I never heard of it. Israel never told him. Okay. But Reuven has greater clarity than you. Zakta Mishnah. Ebet shaso rabbi apitiki lachir mishichru. Shura sadin in ebet chayib klom. El v'netikin oilam. Kaifin eshabi v'yisleib in chayrim. The kaisif shtar al damov. Let's explain what the Mishnah is saying. This is Gevald. You have Reuven owns an ebet. He borrows money from Shimon. In the loan document from Shimon, Ruvain says, Shimon, if I don't pay you back, my Ebed is yours. That's an apotiki. Apotiki Apotiki means this specific thing is in place of me returning the loan. You're going to own my Ebed if I don't give you the, the money back. So, the, so by, by Shura Sadin, by bottom line halacha, the Ebed has no obligation. This is very cryptic. It's not so clear who the Ebed has no obligation to. But it says, once an Ebed's made an apotiki, a, a direct response to a loan, that Ebed has no responsibility to, to work right now. We'll see for anybody, for one person, we'll see. But because Tikkun Eilam, what we say is, the original master <coughs> has to set aside the value of his Ebed and make that the apotiki in place of the body of the Ebed. And then you make a document. Rav Shingal Leimer, says, Ela The one who writes the shtar is the one who's going to free him. Now who's going to free him? Unclear. Again, interesting Mishnah with a lot of, uh, a lot of cryptic uh, expressions. So now let's get into this. The Gemara will explain. If you have an Eved that's Rabbi made him an Apotiki, his best man Apotiki, and then he freed him, Mishichru, who freed him? Amarav, Rabbi Rishon. His first master freed him. So listen to this. Ruvain borrows from Shimon. He makes his Eved the Apotiki, and then he frees his Eved. So what he just did is removed any ability for Shimon to collect from that. Because it's not your Ebed anymore. You just gave your Ebed his rights. So, says the Mish like this. Shura Sadin, from the bottom line of the law, Ein ha'Ebed chayev klom l'rabbi He's a free man. Ebed's a free man. He could walk away. Kidurava, because of Rava's sack. The Yomar of Rava says, Hekdesh chametz v'shichrer mafkiyah midei shimbud. If somebody makes something hektish, your are makdish, 
uh, your property that was set aside to be paid back, or chametz. Okay, you set aside chametz as your to pay back, but now it's chametz of lava pesach; it can't be used. And freeing a a uh, eved, so it removes the uh, removes the the chiyuv. Because tikkun olam, we said shema yimzenu b'shuk. What's going to happen is that if if he frees the eved, the lender may come find the eved in the shuk top of tomorrow's daf. The yomer loy and say to the eved in the marketplace in the shuk, avdi ata, you are my eved. Now, the problem is he's not really his eved because there's no real eved. But, but, says Rashi. The problem of him claiming that there's an Eved, top line of Rashi, the creditor, the lender, is always going to have timeness. You need for timeness against this Eved. Because he thought this Eved was the Apotiki. Then the Eved's going to go free. So for, for, he's always going to look at this Eved, who's now a full-fledged member of Kali, so like, you should be mine. You're mine. You're an Eved. You're not really a free man. This whole thing was a hoax and a scam and a whole... We don't want a family in Kaisal being called Avodim by a lender. And therefore, because of Tikkun Eilam, we, we tell the lender, right? You need to write a star shikhar to the Ebed. This way you can never walk up to him in the marketplace and make a claim. Because of Ebed star al and in place, what you do is you free the Ebed, and then in exchange for freeing the Ebed, the borrower still has to owe you the money. So, Together with the document that the lender is writing, stating that he's never going to do this to the Evan and he's not going free, he's also going to ensure that he's going to get the financial value. It's not the Evan that gets the note, but it's the Meshachar. The lender, the borrower, I'm sorry, is the one who writes the note because he's the one who started the Tsaris. So the Machaikas here is over who's obligated to write the note of freedom. But everybody's going to agree that the Misa, the Evan, uh, you know the the Eved walks away. Machlekes says where the star, where the where the letter of freedom is going to come from. And Bezrem tomorrow we will pick up with Bemaikal Mifugi. Where's the source of Machlekes over who is obligated to write that document? Have a wonderful, wonderful week.